Hey Digital Fam, so good to have you with us here on Easter Sunday. It is our favorite time of the year and we're so glad that you're choosing to spend it with us. If you're just catching up to this message, we are speaking on Look No Further, the fact that the miracle you need is right often right under your feet. Hope it speaks to you, hope it helps you, and let's run towards this week and have the best week we could have. Thank you for being with us. I love that you're here. I love that everyone's here. I, I think that quite often people get cynical about Easter and they're like, oh, you know, they only come during Easter. And I'm like, man, I just think that maybe there's something to that, that this is the day of hope. You know what I mean? This is the day that ever, like even throughout the Bible, when, when Jesus was like uh, in Passover or when Jesus was walking to the cross, like there's something about Jesus' triumphant entry. There's something that calls it. And I just think today's the day that most people feel comfortable in church. So that's a win. That is awesome. So it's good that you're here. I'm excited that you're here. And I wanna speak to you all from the subject, look no further. You can say it with me. Look no further. Awesome. So, look no further. Kind of sounds like a sounds like a like a late night selling something phrase. Do you have problems? Look no further. You ever have that? You do that. You're like, oh, I don't want to look any further. This is great. It's so providential that I flicked across this one channel. I don't want to look any further. I'm in. And all these, every time you look at these, they're, they're, they're like solving a problem you didn't even know you had. Yeah. You ever notice that? Yeah. They're like, do you hate your backyard? They're like, I don't. I don't hate it. And then they'll show like, they always get a collection of actors that are always like, they're struggling in life. Like these actors hate everything. You know what I mean? They're like, are you struggling with your backyard? And you're like, no, I'm not. And then you'll see them. You're like, whoa, is that how I look when I walk through my backyard? I need whatever they're selling because I don't want to look like that. And everything about it is everything is just solved, right? Like, look no further. Everything has NASA technology. Everything's just better. You know what I mean? Everything has 5,000 attached to it. And it's all in 15 easy installments of $158. <laughs> Honey, it's a deal, I promise. <laughs> Not if you pay 15 times, okay? And I think it appeals to us. And I think the, the 30 second abs, you know, appeals to us. I don't even know if that exists, but someone should invent it. I could probably buy into that one. 30 second abs, whatever. We want it because we don't want to look any further. We want our problem solved now. We want it all done. And in fact, when it comes to Jesus, I think we do the exact same thing. When it comes to God, we all sign up to Christianity and we're like, I, I just, no more problems. You ever done that? Like you get saved on Sunday, then you show up on Monday and then like your tire, you, you get a flat tire. And you're like, this is not what I signed up for. The man clearly said, blessings on blessings on blessings. This is not it. And we get frustrated. You know, it's like, I ran out of gas. That devil, he's after me. He's probably not. He's probably not. You probably just need to stop at the gas station. Probably, that's it. Look no further. We want that mentality. We want it. We want just like that easier life. But what if, what if the problem is that we're looking too far ahead? What if the miracle is under your feet? Like, what if that's why we're missing it? Kind of like, anyone ever watch Survivor? Some people are like, should I admit that in church? It's okay, all right, it's just Survivor. In the first service, I said, wave, your, wave this card around like a... Thank you. Everyone else in the first service was like, Polaroid picture? Like Jesus is going to smite us or something for that. Every, um... Man, what was I going to say? Survivor, thank you, thank you, Jake. Jake, you got me, man. I was a word of my survivor. I love you, Jake. You're going places. Um, 
So I remember Survivor, right? I remember the first season and I was into it for the first season, but then after that I was done. Cause it's like, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Just different people getting sunburned, you know? It's like, I'm done. <laughs> And like, I remember in the first season they were in Fiji, right? And I grew up around a lot of Samoans, Tongans, and like they eat this food that I don't know that we really eat here in America called um, taro. It's like, a, it's like a vegetable root, it's like a potato. It tastes super awesome, not, it's horrible. And anyway, like these people, they're just sitting there and they were like complaining, right? And they're walking, they tried fishing, couldn't catch anything. And they like, they tried like just doing all sorts of stuff. And there's literally taro plants everywhere. And they're walking around like, there's just nothing here to eat. It just sucks, it's not even fair. I bet you other people land, this is just the worst. And the next thing you know, they're like, it's just nothing. Nothing. And it's like right there, right in front of them. I'm like, you can just eat that. Yeah. Like, this is the worst. I, do you ever feel like we do that? Yeah. I feel like we look at God and we're like, this just, you're just never here for me. And he's like, I'm, I'm right in front of you. Yeah. I'm right in front of you. You're kicking, screaming. You know what I mean? Like, just not looking good because, you know, there's only two groups of people. Ugly criers and good looking criers. Good looking criers always look into the distance. Like we're trying to figure out what you're crying about. What's so sad over there? You know, like we, I cry ugly. You just, we get all upset and we get twisted and we get frustrated and we're like, you're just nowhere. Meanwhile, right in front of us. But the reason we don't see it is because we know what we're looking for. We've shaped our breakthrough. We know what we want. And we think that God's gonna come in and take care of every single problem. And we're gonna live like in a Disney awesome movie, but that's not the reality. In fact, quite often the miracle is under our feet. And this is what I've learned. It's not what you're going through that'll take you out. It's what you're focused on. You know what I mean? Like we always like, this is the worst season ever. And God just says really encouraging things like this too shall pass. What's, what kind of advice is that, Jesus? Tell me it's gonna be fixed. Tell me you're gonna bless me. Not, hey, just hang in there. Yeah, what? That's all it is. But, when I look at the Bible, I kind of feel like there's a frame of reference for this thought. That it's not what we're going through that takes us out, but what we're focused on. And I'm gonna give you a, a, like an age old verse that everybody probably knows, cause you're like super Christians. But nevertheless, don't roll your eyes at me, all you theologians, we're gonna find something deep in it. Okay, it's gonna be amazing. Just say, this is gonna be amazing. So encouraging, I love it. Let's go. Okay, we're gonna start. I didn't even ask for it, but you guys are good. Okay. We're gonna base our whole time together on this one verse, okay? We're gonna base it on the fact that the Bible says, it says it's, you know, it's basically a fact. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him. Basically, God's not leaving any room for argument here. He's kind of like, hey, taste, you're gonna like it. Pretty confident God. I guess you would be when you created the universe. Taste, you'll see that I'm good. And then it says, have refuge in Him. This is a concept we find a lot in the Bible. It says taste, not, not hear about, not encounter a Christian that messed up his title, not Jesus, taste, not, you know, sample him through a church experience. It's saying taste and see that God is good. It leaves no room for any other outcome. It basically says, if you taste, you're gonna love it. And this is what we're gonna base our whole thought on because I believe that the miracle that you're waiting for 
is probably right under your feet. And it's not what you're going through that's going to take you out, but what you're looking at. Can we go over to Matthew for me? We're going to go over to Matthew. This is, this, is, this is like, you're going to love it. Ready? Come, come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? So for me personally, I don't understand the way that Pete's mind works, right? Because first of all, you know, he's, he's doing a miracle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, first, let me explain how I see miracles. Okay, this is how I see this miracle. This is how I would see it, okay? Are you ready? Say, tell me, Chris. Okay, I will. You're awesome. So I remember learning to ride a bike, a push bike, a bicycle. I always say that because I don't know what Americans actually say. So a lot of the time you just look at me and I just don't know if I've said the right word. So I'm learning to ride a push bike and I'm in a, like, a, like a field. It's like a park. It's like a football field. And um, my dad was with me and he would hold the seat, like the back of the seat. And I'd pedal thinking I'm killing it. And, but really, he's holding me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, woo! And he's like super courageous when he's holding me, by the way. When he's holding me, I'm like killing this. I felt like a daredevil, you know? It's like I was one step away from motocross. And he's like, you know, doing that. And so I look back. Yep, still good. Look back, still good. We're good. Everything's good. And then I remember this one moment. I look back and my dad's like just laid out on the field, just chilling, putting my whole safety at jeopardy. I freaked out. I I freaked out that I was riding on two wheels. You know, as a six-year-old, that seemed impossible. I've only seen things on four. You know, this is just insane. I'm literally living a miracle. And when I looked at it, I was like, this miracle is not sustainable. Literally saw my life coming to an end. I'm like, this is it. it's going gonna, it's gonna to finish. It's going to end. And I'm not going to let it go. Like, I'm not going down like this. So I was like, I just, I just looked. My dad looked at the miles and miles of open field that were filled with danger. And I just dove. <laughs> just flew off. I was like, if this is going to end, I'm choosing how. <laughs> That's how I see miracles. So when I read this verse thinking like that, and I just, it just leapt out at me, that Pete's like, he goes, you know, he's like, is this you, Jesus? He's like, if it's you, Jesus, tell me to come to you, which I don't know if Pete was the smartest guy because that's not like the biggest burden of proof there. You know? <laughs> like, is it you? Just say it's you. It's like someone breaks in your house. Are you friendly? Yes. <laughs> just your friendly neighborhood robber. <laughs> Borrowing your television. Bro, bring it back in the morning, sir. <laughs> like, not great burden of proof there. But then he gets out and he walks on the water. Now, this for me is where I would have started sinking. You know, because it would have been like my dad all over again. You know, I would have expected Jesus came close, actually held my hand, but he's not. He's over in the distance. Look at me going, well done. Like, don't do that. Hold me. Like, I'm walking on water. This is impossible. But that's all get Pete. That that doesn't get Pete. Pete. Pete's walking on water. and He's like, yeah, sweet. Then. He looks at the wind and the wind gets him. Now, this is going to be a profound statement. You're going to want to write it down. Probably going to retweet it. Like Pete gets taken out by something that no one's ever seen before. Like you can't even see the wind. You're like, what do you mean, Pete? You're walking on water and he looks at the wind and he's like, oh, this is too much. Which tells me It's not the thing you're walking through that'll take you out. 
it's a thing you're focused on. And what if, just like in Survivor, like there's no food right there. Like what if the very thing you're like, God, you're just not here. What if He's here? What if the only reason you're still breathing is because He's here? What if the only reason that you're still able to pray and shout out to Him is because He's here? And how many of us drag our old seasons into our new seasons and live a perpetual bad season? Because what we start to do is we look at the wind. And here's the thing about the wind. You can't see it. All you can see is its effects. Do you ever feel like you're going through a windy season? Like your week's getting affected? You're seeing the effects of people being laid off at your job? You're seeing the effects of possible trouble in your world and we go all in on effects? And it's not what we're going through that ends up taking us out, but we sink because of what we're looking at. You and me end up losing it because of what we look at. Yet God is actually doing a miracle in front of us. You and me could be walking on the very thing that we need. And because we don't look at that, we lose it. And we start to sink. And that's what Pete does. He just all of a sudden sinks and he cries out. And what does Jesus do? He comes in straight away and says, ye of little faith. This is my thought. It's impossible to stay faithful without being faith filled. Meaning the moment you think God didn't show up is the moment you stop showing up and waiting for God. We just want to look no further. I want to raise my hand on Sunday, Millionaire Monday. We should have that. We should, we should coin that as a church. Get safe Sunday, Millionaire Monday. Everyone would love it. Feel like, hey, like that would be, man. Jets, jets, jets. Just like, woo, you get a jet, you get a jet. Everybody gets a jet. That's what we want. And what we do is if God doesn't do it when we want Him to do it, we're like, you're not even real. Meanwhile, you're standing on the earth He created. You don't know anything. There's no food here. Miracle in front of you. But just like in Survivor, their miracle was a shark or something they could feast on for months when quite often God gives you what you need for the day. What if you're looking too far ahead? What if you've got to focus in a little bit more on the moment? Oh, but Chris, what does that say for people like, for verses that say like, you know, without a vision, the people perish. No God vision is about actual sight. No God vision is about actual sight. It's about revelation. And when you live with a vision that is actually by your natural sight, you don't live by vision. You live by the elements, the effects, the wind. You and me will always be guided by what God shows us here. And it will always, let me tell you this, what God shows you here will always contradict what you see here. God will call you mighty, but you won't see mighty in the mirror. God will call you blessed, but you won't see blessed in your bank account. God will call you somebody that will leave a legacy, but yet your marriage is on the brink. And it's not the actual thing we go through that takes us out, but the storm. Just a storm. How many, like, I want to to look no further. Like, when I'm in a storm, I want to say Jesus and the storm stops. That's not what happened. The Bible says that Jesus came walking on the waves. Show off. My peach is barely walking on water. Jesus is on the waves doing it. Why? Because we've got to remember, we might be subject to the elements, but God is above them. And although you and me, we want to get out of it. We just want to leave the storm. We want to leave the trial. God's not a helicopter father. 
You know what I mean? Like God actually believes in you more than you. And He knows you've got it in you more than you know you've got it in you. And in fact, let me say this, you need the storm. You need the season. You need the struggle. I was on the blue line and uh, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. So the blue line's like a Petri dish. Every day, like, you know how many times I ride the blue line and I know I need to hold on to something, but every morning, new faith. I just hope no one from church sees me. They're gonna be like, so that's my, that's my, what's that man doing? That's not my pastor. I'm just like swiveling around. Don't touch anything. So I get to the blue line, my worst like nightmare happens, right? There's a kid. And his father, I guess, is just like taking this whole like build the immune system to another level. I feel like this guy is getting his son ready for Armageddon. (laughs) Son's literally on the platform, on the blue line, on his stomach, just doing this. (laughs) Taking it all in, taking all the germs. What'd your dad get you for Christmas, E. coli? I go into self-preservation mode and I literally go, I'm not getting in the same carriage as that kid because I'm out here surfing. Next thing you know, I bump into him, I'm infected. But the funny thing is then I read an article where it says that most of our kids aren't as strong as the kids before because we grew up eating dirt. What were our parents letting us do? Oh no, they're quiet. Mouthful of dirt. And it says that If you don't get sick, if you don't get exposed to germs, if you don't get exposed to the elements, then you don't build an immune system. So then the smallest of things takes you out. I feel like that's the church. That's us as Christians. We sign up for a look no further. I want blessing on blessing on blessing. Jets, jets, jets. Woo! All I do is win, win, win. Like that's what we want. That's a Christian song. That's what we want it to be. And then we have the audacity that if God doesn't show up and put an end to all of it, you're not real. We compromise forever because of a moment. This life is a moment. We live for forever. And because we limit God to showing up in our time span when really, I think God is Latino. I'm actually Hispanic. And one thing I learned growing up, and no, I don't speak Spanish with an Australian accent because you all think it all the time. I've lost you for the rest of the message. <laughs> Everyone's like, I really want to know what that sounds like. No, I'm not going to do it. But I learned this. When your family members who are also Latino call you and they say, I'm halfway there, they're just leaving. <laughs> Everyone that's not Hispanic now feels so betrayed. <laughs> I just thought you were really bad at judging the time. No, we lie. We straight up lie. We do. If we say we're parking, we're halfway there. And I feel like Jesus is from Uruguay because He runs on Eastern Standard Latino time. He comes across the waves when they've been in a storm for a minute and He's like, then He says this, don't be afraid. I could have told myself that. You know what I mean? That's like somebody comes to see you and you're a counsellor and they're like, I'm really depressed. Don't. 
You're welcome. What? What are you talking about? And like, we want him to fix it. But he's not a helicopter God. We blame him for our bad seasons when we should be thanking him. Because he needs us to have a little taste of a few little things so that when we get to the big thing that is going to take us out, we're ready for it. We've got to thank God for the things we went through because it didn't take you out. God, where were you in my divorce? I was there holding you up. Where were you in my sickness? I was getting you through it. But it took so long. I thought if we pray, it's done. It is. But there's some sort of a time difference between heaven and my reality. And the Bible says He doesn't delay, meaning He's not late. We're just impatient. The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The blood of the Lamb, this is what it's about. Resurrection Sunday. Jesus shed His blood, died on the cross, got up again, like just such a boss, comes back, He's like, did it. We're free. I'm off to heaven. Disciples like, He said that, He just went up. He goes, I'll be back. He didn't tell him when. I always wonder how long were they looking up for? That's what it says. It's guaranteed. But your testimony is something you've got to work for. Your testimony is something you've got to stick around for. And every testimony you have, it says the word of, the, the word of your testimony and the blood of the Lamb, meaning that you could show up to your next challenge. And if you were given the perfect life you always hoped for, your first challenge, you'd be like this. Well, I've got Jesus. And then, well, to be honest, I've never really been through anything. I don't know what this looks like. You ever met someone that does like, that they're really into like martial arts? And like martial art friends always wanna show you what they just learned. You ever notice that? They was like, they put you in real, and they always do it in public. You're like, why are you hugging me? It's like, this is a choke? No, it's not, it's weird. It's an embrace. It's an embrace right now. And they always want to show you stuff, right? And then they always want you to fight back. They're like, yeah, punch me. And then you go to punch me. Like, Not like that, right hook. What is this? Order a fight? Excuse me, sir. I'd fight you if you fight with a jab. And then you throw a right hook. You actually hit them and they get hit. And they're like, what are you doing? It's a fight. But they don't anticipate a fight. They don't want to get hit. They just love the art of it. It's great. That's awesome. I think we as Christians do that. We go to church every Sunday, training for a fight we never want to have. We read the, the Word every day, training for a fight we never hope we have. I heard this really profound thing by Mike Tyson. It's about that moment that you either decided this is or isn't your church. book of Tyson <laughs> he said that basically all form and training goes out the window when you've been punched in the head unfortunately all worship all passion all praise all faithfulness all theology goes out the window when life punches us in the head because we need a look no further life and I think we do need a look no further life it's look down here you're standing. God's got you. You're going to make it. And every fight that you go through serves as a weapon for future fights. 
Everything you go through, next time the devil hits you, you go, like my friend in high school. He wanted to fight. He drew on my, you know, my, my shirt, so I drew back. I didn't know he was going to punch me. He punched me. I was insulted. So I punched him back. And the scary thing is I gave him like my best. And I hit him right here in the lip. And it was a good one, as far as I could do. And what got real scary is when he looked at me and went, I was like, I'm in trouble. I think that's the day I actually got saved because the minute I saw that, I was like, Jesus. I think the devil needs the church to be a bit more like Paul. Death, oh, where is your sting? No matter what happens to me, I win. If I get my victory here on earth, I win. If I don't, I get to heaven, I win. You can't get to me because I'm untouchable. My eternity has been secured. So if my eternity has been secured, I fight like a man who's not afraid to lose. Those people are scary to fight. And I think in your fight on Monday that is waiting for you, you need to show up unafraid to lose because you've got to know you can't lose because God's got you. And every time you win, you've got a victory in the back. And every time you've got a victory, you can help other people break through. You can look at the enemy and overcome with both the Lamb, His blood and your testimony. Can I encourage you this Monday? Stop looking for the perfect day and enjoy the day you have. And maybe if you look after the day you have, you'll create a perfect week. I think we live in this tension of wanting perfection when God wants reality. We ask God to treat us different than He treated Jesus. Jesus went through it. Jesus was tested. So will you. Jesus made it. So will you. Depression won't take you. Anxiety won't take you. It won't. It didn't take me. And God doesn't love me any more than He loves you. We're in this together. You're going to make it. Pick your head up. Look at Jesus. Resurrection Sunday. He died and rose again so that you would have hope. We got this. We're going to make it. The miracle is under our feet. Can I get an amen? While every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I hope that spoke to you. And honestly, the number one takeaway that I want us to take is that it's not what we're going through that will take us out, but what we're focused on. Let's keep focused on the fact that God is still brewing a miracle in our lives daily and we can keep moving into everything that He has for us. So we have tried and true this weekend. I know it's upon us and I can't believe it's happening that quick, but this is your last chance to sign up. You can sign up online and it is going to be amazing. $79, we've got John and Helen Burns. If you wanna know anything about relationships, you gotta be there with us. So come on, sign up, it's gonna be fun. And then NYC, we are coming at you. We're hanging out, we've got a whole day uh, a night actually that we are scheduled to be there on May 2nd. We've got a bunch of our team and leaders and we would just love to connect with you. So if you want to know how you could be part of anything that we've talked about or you want to know more about who we are, you could just hit us up on our Instagram and we will reach out to you and give you all the details. We'll let you know about Tried and True or about our hangout in New York City or anything else that you might want to know. We can't wait to connect with you. So hey, enjoy your week and we will see you in NYC or Tried and True.